It's been a while Morning. since I've been. Or... Morning. It, it has been a while since you've done your your patented imitation of our music. Pew. <laughs> Uh, I said good morning, good afternoon for you. Good afternoon for me, good morning for you. And uh, if you're in Australia right now, go home, you're hammered. Just call <laughs> if you're in night, Australia bro. right now, yeah, May. why are you listening to this? May. Uh, <laughs> how are you doing, dude? I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, I had like, I had a weird, it was an up and down weekend that we had here. We'll get into some of the specifics, but uh, there were a lot of ups. One of them, I had an improv show, my first improv show here in London. Um, let me wait, let me wait. give you let me give you an idea, okay? Um, yes. A dog, a dog who's afraid of his tail. Go. Okay, sorry. Could you just say dildo? That's the one we <laughs> usually get. I have a lot of material planned for that. <laughs> a dog who's afraid of his dildo. <laughs> that yeah well i'm gonna i'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to edit that scene because <laughs> we're getting into some territory where they were call the police about do you wait i noticed our running order do you want to do football first or do you want to do vitkins first vitkins all right do you want to all right what's it's vitkins? like a oh it this looks thing. like yeah is this okay Oh, this is this is great yes. listening. <laughs> yes, you can put that one first. We're gonna talk. Well, no, we'll do this one first because I'll tell you why. Okay, the, all right. As you may, as you may know, if you are not an Australian who's been inebriated for the last twenty-four to forty-eight hours, which um, I am. <laughs> that was a great Australian accent. Continue. No, that's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> I, here's here's a good starter for you for your Australian accents. Quick aside, um, the words rise, up, and lights. If you say those words, you are now it's razor blades. Up. Yeah, fair enough. So rise up lights, and then it, once I feel like once you get a few words going, then suddenly you're speaking Australians. Suddenly, you're like Liam Ainsworth, <laughs> which is, might be British. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Smoko, you jackaroo. <laughs> um, you know, it's really tough because my boss is Australian and one of our biggest clients is Australian, and I still can't do a good voice. That doesn't stop me from trying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. Wow. I want them to feel welcomed. You don't get intimidated in front of this gigantic client? How big is he? I mean, he's millions of dollars. Oh, uh, <laughs> dollars big. I, I was expecting like a 6'9". 340 pounds. Noise. 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 <laughs> you know a word I wish I could say like an Australian. I'll never be able to do it in my life. But the way that they can say any word that's like S-O or N-O and it'll have six syllables. And we're like, no. 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 There's uh, on Comedy Bang Bang, whenever anybody plays an Australian, normally someone goes, I know. I know. That's funny. This this whole podcast is uniting the world against us, pretty much. When when they listen to this, it's like who has who haven't they made fun of with their shitty impressions? Yeah, that's true. We're we maybe we're a plot from the UN to band the world <laughs> together with all of the accents essentially being Russian accents. So we're banning the world against Russia. The world was the real united the whole time on this podcast. Wow, unite and and Arsenal was the real nation. United Nations. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway, tell, tell, Jeff, this is your show. As Please you can tell, yeah. I've been speaking about Manchester City and some allegations that have been made against them for approximately five minutes now. Um, okay. That isn't true, but if, as, as I was saying, if you're not an inebriated Australian who hasn't been paying attention to the back page of the newspaper, then you would know that Manchester City has been accused um, brought up on charges by the Premier League. And interestingly, these are essentially the same charges that they had before, except with more information, less loopholes. And it looks kind of dire for them on the surface. Although the uh, if you're like me at all, then you're having trouble believing that something bad will ever happen to the people who have lots of money and keep winning the league. But... It's hard to think of a logical reason for how they're going to get out of this one. Um, I don't know. Thoughts? 
Jeff, uh, will you please st state to me that Manchester City are in financial trouble? Well, state, state it. Just say it. Say the Manchester word. City are accused of financial doping. They're accused of a bunch of fake companies uh, setting up a bunch of fake companies. They are in. Wait, did you really just want that particular phrase? Manchester City are in financial trouble. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, listen, um, Jeff, I've already lived through the Mueller report once. Do I need to live through it again? Do I need God, to live through it is, another? another that is uh, too good of a comparison. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like this, like 800 pages of, you know, dead, was it red, red to rights? Dead, dead to rights. Red Dead Redemption. Mm -hmm. Red Dead 800, Redemption. 800 pages of Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, where we're going to find out about all these things that they did, but then... FIFA, UEFA, and the Premier League, I just feel like are going to be like, but money, but money is going to be the reason why they don't get in trouble. The same reason why Donald Trump isn't in jail right now is, is it's like greed, greed protects and insulates these like too big to fails from failing. And that's why I feel very jaded about if anything's going to come from it. I mean, I would be surprised too. And I feel like the smart money is on not much coming from it. But there is a little part of me that thinks, hey, these guys are in really serious trouble. And why would the Premier League even bother to bring this up? These are essentially the same allegations that they were accused of in, was it two? It was between the period of like 2014 to 2018. Yeah. But they said it goes back 14 years. Like it goes back to them arriving in the league, right? Yeah. And I mean, and I allude to this with, you know, if you're watching the podcast rather than reading it, um, we have a little scrolling banner that says Manchester City bad at fraud and football. Um, we'll get to the football <laughs> part in a minute. But like the, the funny thing about this to me is like there's I've, I've read a lot of articles basically saying the reason why financial fair play won't work is because there's everything is so subjective what the value of things are in football. So like if you just have a credible, credible company that decides I'd like to sponsor your training facility for 500 million, I'd like to buy the naming rights to Mikel Arteta's car for 300 million, you know, then you really, what are you going to like, what are you going to say that they are not worth that? Like maybe they are, maybe they're not, I don't know, but they've done it in such a sloppy way where there's like, shell companies set up with no employees and they're just like a PO box in London somewhere that, you know, they seem like you said, kind of dead to rights on this. And so I just wonder why the premier league would even bother bringing it up if they weren't planning to really sort of draw a line in the sand. And then when you look at the prospect of Liverpool United and Newcastle, already has been bought by like all of these teams could be owned by giant state backed organizations soon. Um, you know, I don't know enough about the Chelsea situation to say that they're doing things wrong necessarily, but it does seem like there's going to be a problem there with a lot of money being injected into the league. So this could be sort of the last chance hotel for the league to draw a line on financial doping and say like, this is what's allowed and this is what isn't. And like, we're going to make an example out of Manchester city. Is it is it crazy though that like I'm just I'm too jaded to to believe that like I mean you're totally right this this does feel like a make or break moment for the league when it comes to the financial influence of you know state states yeah um and that's I think that's part of why it's so hard to stop them is like some of these uh states that own clubs that like they're 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 ruthless in even the way that they govern their nations and that yeah. money is like money that could actually be going to help their people like they don't care like they'll kill anyone run over anyone to get what they want mm -hmm. uh and, and i feel like the people that make the, the decision on whether to punish them or not are people and those people have families like i feel like it could this could be some mafia level shit jeff I would be, I mean, it would be a little surprising if it wasn't, or at least sort of Saul Goodman-ish stuff, or like, you know, the sort of, it's sort of the opposite of Saul Goodman. It's the, it's the firm that Saul Goodman's brother works at, if you watch the show, where it's like the actual white shoe law firm that has just a lot of connections and a lot of power, and oh yeah, they're pretty smart, and they'll find any little crack in any case if there is one to be found legitimately, 
Um, so yeah, it does feel it does feel like it would be a very uphill battle. But also, it, it, it's interesting because so much of the information that is out here is out here because of the previous case that UEFA brought against them, where they had sort of temporarily been given statute of limitations. Ban. Yeah, right. And then they got out of it for statute of limitations. But it's like, well, that information didn't stop existing. Good you know, point. now it's public information. And then on top of that, there was the football leaks thing, which goes back quite a ways. Do you remember that? Where there I don't remember it by that name. It might have had a better name. Football gate. I don't know. That just sounds like it's always anything. a gate. Yeah, there's always a gate. Um, I think there's a lot more evidence than there was before. I don't know. I would love to see them do something about it. What What are we talking about for prospective punishments? I mean, it, it's been hinted at in our text thread, but let's verbalize that, right. wasn't it? There's people, been a lot. People are calling for relegation. Yeah. And then there's that, that weird, not that many people know sort of the inner workings of this, or you never hear it discussed, but like the Premier League is a completely separate entity to the Football League. It didn't used to be that way, right? It used to be the first division was a part of the Football League, and then all sure. the big teams broke away. And so there's an interesting case I read about where the Premier League could expel them. And then typically when the Premier League expels you, you would just go down to the to the championship or the next level down or the football league would say, fine, you have to start in, you know, league one or whatever it is kind of similar to the way that Juventus years back had to start a few leagues down series. C, but something like that. Yeah. I think it was series C, right. Um, but in this case, there isn't any, if they're kicked out of the premier league, there's a decent chance that the football league wouldn't want to have them. So they would actually have to go all the way down to the national league and they'd be playing against like Wrexham season one. One that'll, that'll, ne that will never happen. I, I I'm positive that the worst thing that could possibly happen to them would be championship. And then they'd be back up in 12 months. That would be interesting. I mean, the other interesting thing with that is if they go to the championship, there's going to be players that abandon them. And the championship really? is kind of a good league. And there's a little part of me that's like, is there any chance that with the turmoil, what if Pep doesn't hang out? What if, you know, that they might actually languish in the championship for a year or two? I think probably not. But I, I, I don't like, know. I, I want to, like, at least consider some of the possible miseries of this team. No, no, no. Please bathe in it. Um, but I feel like City's academy could get up in the championship. Like, there's... so. There's just so much talent in that in that organization, and I hate I hate the fact that there is. You know I do. True, uh, but I feel I like... also think that their B team could possibly get Champions League football. Like they might like beat out Spurs. You know what I mean? So it's that. I mean, we could talk about them beating beating out Spurs. Uh... Yeah. Speaking of how easy it is for Man City <laughs> to beat Spurs, man, that really turned around my weekend. And I know we're sort of talking about everything in reverse order here, but we'll get back to it. But Arsenal lost to Everton. They, you know, were in the relegation zone. I believe they were last place at the time. And it just felt like the kind of game where I saw it coming a million miles away of like, we have a, a much bigger game on the horizon that has been hyped and postponed all season against Man City. And we are coming off having just played Man City in a cup game and now we're playing a last place team that's got the new manager bump. It's an away game. It just had every part of the recipe for us to screw it up, and we did. Um, fair play to Everton. They were they played very well in that game, and I'm worried that they have actually exposed some tactical ways that every other team is going to try to beat us now. Wait, are we? Have we jumped to? No, I, <laughs> I, I went way too long on the Arsenal part of that because that was just the preamble to saying that. Man, then the next day, Manchester City made my weekend by losing to Spurs, which is a very I texted uh, Skyler, "Come on, you, uh, come on, you Spurs," which is not something I often say. Um, I'm Skyler, by the way. I could... <laughs> <laughs> uh, You're talking to me, speaking to the listener, my friend. No, um, and yeah. In the end, it ended up being almost better that they did that because it sort of gave me a weird amount of joy to see them lose. Um, it was a Harry Kane goal. I didn't. I didn't get to watch the match, the the City Spurs match, but it sounded brutal. It sounded. It sounded like everything I would have wanted from a City Spurs match. 
Yeah, it did not look fun. Um, but yeah, so they there we alluded to it too quickly. Let's go back to talking just a little bit about the the pos the principal's office visit that Manchester City have going on here. One of the big things that has also been discussed in addition to relegation is having to vacate previous titles. Um, and I think, you know, I've seen that happen many times in American sports. And I think it's, it's the strangest punishment because it's like, well, what are you going to do? Take back the joy that someone felt eight years ago or something like that. It happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, and then I think more interestingly, because I believe this would affect United directly if they were to vacate and then the number two team in various years that they had to vacate got the title, that would mean that you guys would suddenly have like the 2017, 2018, I believe premier league trophy. Would you take any it joy was, in that whatsoever? Someone had, it was, it was a, a, a Liverpool supporting friend. So of course this was self-serving for him, but like I think six, six of cities, leagues three of them would go to united and three of them would go to liverpool and i and like oh wow but like looking at that i like one it doesn't it just doesn't feel right like we've sucked for a decade and i own that uh, and we're <laughs> only just earning our way back into respectability much less contention uh and it, it, would, it would feel like a mirage it would feel fake it would feel like it would actually feel unearned because in that league even though there was unfair financial forces at play there was a better team that existed that was compiled and right. they played really good football and won the league and it's very frustrating and i hate it but that's about this is as much of a part of united's history at this point as the leagues that we've won is like the the, the years that have been lost the lost years yeah and to just hand us three titles would feel disingenuous is that the right word to say yeah maybe i mean like it, it'd be like it'd be like someone else saying all right uh i'm giving you my birthday now it's your birthday you're like but it is and <laughs> but there's a cake <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there is no cake at carrington i can promise you that right now <laughs> do you think there's any chance that the league sort of sacks up and makes every Manchester city from play like from years ago, get on a double decker bus drive in reverse around Manchester <laughs> and cry. They have to drive on the right side of the road from now on. <laughs> yes. Every part of it has to be backwards. Their shirt has to be backwards and inside out. They have to talk backwards. Like the guys in David Lynch's lodge in like the twin peaks. I don't think uh, Kun Aguero could do that. I feel like it's unfair to ask that of a of a lowly athlete. Ooh, do you think that Kun Aguero made a deal with the devil about this? And he said, "I would, I would give back all six of the titles that Manchester City recently won if I could only have the World Cup." Do you think that that has anything to do with it? Well, the hard part is he he got to go to the World Cup, but he didn't win the World Cup. So already the devil's like, monkey paw, you said you wanted the World Cup. You didn't say that you wanted to play. I do love that about him, that he like took joy in it and he wasn't like at all, at all pissed the way I think a lot of players would be to like work your entire life and almost get that. It's like going to someone else's wedding and then like screaming with joy when they kiss the bride and then you're reacting a little too much for someone else's yeah. joy. <laughs> Just making like orgasm noises. <laughs> At a wedding? Mm -hmm. You're not supposed to do that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not forever holding this piece, my friends. <laughs> I am letting it out. <laughs> uh, well, that is that is funny I, to think about, like, stupid bullshit, like, embarrassing punishments you could give them. Uh, my concern is it's going to be, we have given you the, the biggest fine in world football history, and it's 10 million euros. And they're going to go, Okay, we've got that in our pockets, I think. Guys, you have to get your pocket. Yeah, we got 10 million here. Like, yeah. I'm afraid it's going to be a slap on the wrist that that money just like disappears. Yeah. Like that, that it feels like almost like a way that they can do bribery in broad daylight to get out of trouble. It's just I mean, pay a fee. It, it brings up the larger question of what, if any, punishment would actually fit this crime? You know, like, in what possible way could you somehow make this right? Because you can't go back and undo 
the amount of joy that was faced. You know, like, I think the one thing that they could do this season, self-serving Arsenal fan checking in, take away points that are happening now because then, you know, if somehow they took away five points and Arsenal ends up winning the league by one or they end up losing the league by one, that is actually a loss. Um, you know what I mean? Like on some level, you like, there have been other seasons where teams have been docked points for various things. I mean, and- Derby last year was docked, what, like, 20 something 30 something points for 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 being poor that's what's funny if you're poor they really fuck you <laughs> yeah well that's an interesting like a uh, benchmark because if that's how much you get for being poor then how much do you get for being illegally rich it ought to be similar said the well, arsenal it, when fan. you're illegally rich you're ruining the league and hurting other teams there's more uh you could say like of a legal argument for damages whereas if you suck cuz you're poor you're just handing out free points or yeah. you're handing out free place, like t- league table place in increases. I don't know, dude, sometimes these sentences don't sound right coming out of my mouth. No, they don't. That one sounded right. <laughs> <laughs> I should do a podcast. <laughs> Talk for a living, my friend. Yeah. I mean, I think that the vacated titles would be interesting. Cause like the one area where I could see it coming up and it wouldn't come up in this case, but like, Let's say that somehow they went back in time and Arsenal were like, like, I don't know if Leicester City had to like vacate that title or something. I'm just think, trying to think the last time we came in second. Then it would add to the sort of tally of all-time trophies. And there's a point, probably down the road a bit, like 20 or 30 years, where it's like, I don't actually, nobody really is discussing individual FA Cups that we won in like the 60s or something. But that number kind of matters you know what i mean of like we've won the league this many times or we've won the fa cup that many times that's the only time i could see even taking the smallest amount of joy out of winning the league because someone else vacated the title but even then i feel like the city fans would just count it their way like yeah we won the league then so i just got what you were i just understood what you're saying you guys finished second during the lester year but that wouldn't be impacted by this so it's in a a, and you finished third also great talking you finished third in behind City in 2014. Who won the league in 2014? Chelsea? Is that right? That sounds right. I can't. It's not letting me do it. Um, that would have been too early for Liverpool to be good. Yeah, it must have been Chelsea. It wasn't you guys because you guys last won it in 2012. Yeah, there is. There, unfortunately, there is no year that you finished second to City when they were winning the league because I'm going all the way back now to like before – City had been taken over, and I, I'm not. Yeah, it's, no. it was a lot of Chelsea. It was all Mourinho bullshit. There's no that that would also that would be peak irony if Chelsea somehow ended up with a title. Um, you know, like uh, we need to do the right thing about financial fair play and hand the title to Chelsea. <laughs> uh. That that illustrates kind of a point though that I, I bet you that th- this isn't the last time we'll have. A conversation like this, even if they throw the book at City, someone else is going to be like, but I'll be smarter. Yeah, I do think that's like the biggest. I mean, I alluded to it at the top is like they did it in such a dumb way. And I think on some level, they must have just been banking on FFP because it was new then, like that it was always just going to be this sort of toothless thing. And so far, they've been kind of right. (laughs) But Oh, but almost like brazenly, like they're pretty bold to be like, we we don't think you're gonna fucking do anything. Like that's that's the way they because otherwise, to to your point, they would have gone through greater mean or gone through greater effort to hide their to hide their cheating, to hide their yeah financial doping. And Newcastle right now also like recently purchased by a state has kind of not gone as Chelsea as we thought that they might be going. You know, like how Chelsea has spent all that yeah. they've spent. I kind of was under the impression Newcastle would try and do that, but they haven't, which makes me think they're actually trying to, like, safeguard themselves in the future. But this makes me ask, alright, so if City has been financially doping, what the fuck is Chelsea doing this year? Like, how is it any different? A guy comes in and says, I'm going to spend two-thirds of a billion dollars, sorry, pounds, yeah. In one fucking season. 
on like, a club how is any different? Anything like any of the other clubs right now have probably lost a hundred million for the last several years running. Chelsea even more so because they were basically like quasi sanctioned for the last year or so. I don't understand how that could possibly and Abramovich be above made board. like wasn't a billion in in debt or I can't remember the exact right. number. I apologize, yeah. but like he made that disappear. How is that not like? It, it feels like there have been lots of in plain sight like financial workarounds that have happened for some of these clubs that, that have been exploited. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, oh, if you didn't punish Chelsea, you shouldn't punish City. I'm just saying, like, punish everybody. <laughs> the Premier League does seem to be more interested in the fraud here than the financial doping per se. Then why like name the some... fucking thing financial fair play if it's not about how fair it is? Because I think if you called it, we want to know everyone's finances so that we can gain some semblance of control because we're all megalomaniacal freaks, that would be a less popular name. But like I think that is ultimately what a lot of this is because what they're really in trouble for is not necessarily injecting money into the club, but it's committing fraud to the league while doing it and not like selling them sort of straight up of like, this is where all the money's coming from. And even doing like, like really sort of silly, almost mafia level stuff of like, it sounds like they were giving Mancini money in envelopes. Well, that's you know? a great mafia name. That's a great name for uh, a man- man- Mancini. The Mancini family. Oh, please, have a seat at my table. And, and like, they're like, I miss and you. Now, and now Italy hates us. So we've just gotten another country on side. Listen, no, Italy is like the one country, Italy, maybe Ireland and the UK that you can kind of, you know, take a shot at. Why so are you allowed to take a shot at Italy? I thought you were only allowed to take a shot at Italian Americans. That is in play for sure. Well, I'm from New Jersey, so I feel like I can do whatever I <laughs> so want. As a citizen of Italy. <laughs> I'm from a lawless state uh, yeah. of being. Mafia controlled. Yeah, we invented the mafia. Italy found out about it and copied us. <laughs> I think that's probably like slightly truer than we have time to talk about on this podcast that isn't a mafia podcast. Yeah, well, we, we what, what? All right, just so the listeners know, uh, Jeff Jeff has a hard out, so the podcast will end abruptly at one point, as as you may have come to expect from how we always end the podcast. But and if that's the case, we should probably rattle on through some of these other things, shall we? Yeah. Go oh wait, for sorry. It, Jeff. Do we want to do any other any other attempts at what you think a fair punishment should be? Should they be? Oh, you know, it'd be interesting, kind of like the way that they banned them from the uh, the Champions League, but then they unban them at the Court of Arbitration for Sport. You think they should ban and unban them for something? I think that they, what if they banned them from the Premier League for like, say, two or three years? And then, okay, so next year they go down with an all-star team and they win 6-0 every game in the championship. But then players' contracts are up and players want out. And they're not making as much money and they're not getting the TV money. So then the next year they win 3-0. And then the year after that, they win 1-0. And now they've been a championship team for a few years. And who knows what has happened to the ownership group in the meantime, whether they'll be able to go back to the financial. That would be an interesting one for me. Just a ban from like, you're you're not, no matter how many games you win, you're not welcome here for three years. Jeff, I would love that. I would be very smug about that. However, if, if fairness is uh, what we're going after, I think it's only fair every every one of the representative parties that owns Manchester City. So the, the, the people on paper who own the club and then the people who in, in actuality own the club have to line up and Erling Holland has to kick each of them in the dick like really hard, like a full force kick. You're and choosing one, a player that is their employee. I yeah. feel like there's a real conflict of interest there. I think it's like this is this is the icon that represents all that is wrong with you, and he is going to dispatch justice mm. into your balls. What about I don't know, you wouldn't want Rooney? Who is the player okay, that you would at least like to kick you in the balls? I mean, all of them are up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're the all and they're all wrong. It's an asymptotal relationship with maximum amount. I don't want to be kicked in the balls. I pulled my groin playing Sunday night soccer this week, so I don't know if I can imagine anyone doing it without me uh, collapsing. Um, 
I just wanted to announce that to everyone listening. Everyone, uh, everyone have a moment of sympathy. For Sky- Skylar Marcial is hurt once again. <laughs> what's um, your uh, what's your time like timeline like to return, or does Nostalgia FC like to sort of play those cards close to the chest? We we had a match that was scheduled during the Super Bowl, and I think the league realized no hmm. one's gonna go to that except me. I would have totally gone. Yeah. Um. So I have a week and a half or so to recover. I'll sh- I'll probably be okay. Um. But I would love to uh, know if you have any last words on Man City before we start talking about football instead. Uh, I have one more important point, which I think the worst person to get kicked in the balls by is Vincent Company. I think he's the guy you'd want to avoid the most. But he also that. he also was a city uh, city boy. Yeah, not anymore though. So maybe he's Once got an a city boy. Grind. He he, he no just he, did it, boy. he he won league titles because of all of this. He's one of the baddies. He he's he's gonna defend True. them. He's gonna be like, I don't think that, I don't know how Vincent Company sounds. So he sounds like this. <laughs> I don't think there's any problem with this, even though I'm Belgian, in it. I was gonna say, yeah, I would have gone with Jean Claude Van Damme rather than Statham for that, but okay, it's a choice. I literally rolled out of bed, showered, and turned on my microphone. So I don't know that this is very good work for me. You today. get Statum, Russia, and Italy. Oh, it's, <laughs> a w- statum, it's a Statum-owned club. I really wish that I had like some pressing news out of the Mexican League or something to discuss now just so you could have uh, El Statum. Wait, what's this here? It says, uh, breaking news, Mexican League, boring and awful. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is um, a vacation to vacated land? The the topic's oh, been up and I, you never said anything about it. No, I did. I was talking about the vacated titles. It wasn't a very oh, good... Oh, I thought it was, it was a, a vacation. I thought it was you went on another vacation and I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, Vic, and how do you... <laughs> that one coming up. Just, just a few days. All right, what happened to Arsenal? Arse news. Arse news. It wasn't great. Um, We had a lot of low quality shots and we let in some chances and it was tough to play away at Everton uh, at Goodison Park. We were kind of like not doing well. It was probably our worst game of the year. Um, maybe even worse than the other loss that we have against you guys. Um, so it was, that was a tough one. And even like in terms, like I think we had more shots than them and more possession, which you'd sort of expect. But I think they were actually dominating even the XG stuff. And we really didn't have a lot of chan- like great chances at all. We had a lot of low-quality chances. And that is a problem. And I'm worried that, you know, Dice is just such a good coach. And he's a good coach for that club as well. Yeah, he's exactly what they need. And I, I'm worried... Whenever like you get beaten really soundly, like this happened to us against Palace last year, and it sort of provided a blueprint on how to stop us. We had been on like this hot streak, and it looked like we were probably going to get into the Champions League, and then we ended up not. And I think part of that is because other teams are like, "Oh, we should just do that. That's a good idea." And I'm a little bit worried that you know the style of pressing that they had, it was very difficult to get around, and then also just sort of that bend but don't break of like you can have another 22 yard shot. And granted, we also have guys that on a different day could hit those. You know, Jaka Party, like we have guys that like to shoot from out there, Odegaard, but it's always kind of a crapshoot if that's your game plan. Is like we're going to shoot 15 times from outside the box and hope one of them goes in. Like that's tough. It's it's so funny to think back to, to Burnley when Daesh was in charge of Burnley. He, at different points, ha- had them, they weren't always like fighting relegation. Like sometimes he had them up and like, seventh eighth like for a team that was not yeah. spending sure and with everton that's never been the issue if anything they've spent so much and and bought players that don't match and and fit together but like dice has never had i would say even players as good as those that are on everton like in their worst form so if he can impose structure on the team which it's it's early doors right like there's there's no telling if this was a fluke if maybe it was just like one of those weird matches that happens where like a good team doesn't play up to their potential and a bad team has a blinder and and right that that could be the case but if he can kind of do 
for Everton what Eddie Howe has done for Newcastle, which is we're just going to be really difficult to play against, and we're going to see how many points we can get from that. Yeah. Uh, that might keep Everton up and, and in a way, uh, really turn that club's fortunes around. Like, I could see him being there for a couple years at least. Sure. Uh, but, but like, he's only been in charge for a few days when that you played them, right? Like, wasn't it only last week that he got the gig? Yeah, which makes you think that they there could be room to grow still. I think the main thing that they did is they just set up their press a bit differently. Um, I'm not going to even try to explain it. I've, there are videos on YouTube that will. But, um, yeah, they just they just set it up in a smart way that made things difficult. And I think they were not doing that before. So I think there, there's a certain amount of X's and O's involved. And then some of the bigger plans that he might have about sort of changing the club men- mentality and personality, you know, that stuff's still in play. Is he bald? Is is Sean Dyche bald? Ish. Oh man, is he a bald? Is he a bald fraud? Because that you know how that impacts how a club does. True. Dyche. Yeah, he's really bald. What am I thinking? Of course, he's bald. I I don't know. I imagined him having like a red-headed stubble. I was kind of imagining him having just like a little bit of like a poof where you weren't sure how far it went. I'm going to text message you in your phone a picture. Tell me, like, this is what I was remembering. seems like some seasons he goes full bald. Some seasons he's got, like, my beard on his head. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I remember that, too. The only thing that's wrong is what I thought. (laughs) But but he could be really bald right now, and that could be probably why you lost. Yeah, he could be defrauding us like Man City. Oh, so they really, that's another thing, Jeff. Not only do they need to examine the finances, they need to examine the hair implications of all of this. I like, mean, look at Pat, hiding in plain sight. He's a bald fraudster. It's it's so weird that, like, this is like a meme that's like a global football meme. And I kind of really don't know why it started, but I'm happy to participate. Like, the bald Wasn't fraud. It? I don't know. I thought it was Zidane that was the first one where, like, he's bald and maybe he not a very good coach. It. And but like he keeps winning the Champions League and doing stuff like that. So, so it's not like a hair plugs bit because Rooney got hair plugs and it was clear as fuck when he got hair hair plugs. True. He like it's always happens. This song always. All right, I don't want to do any more, or else our podcast will get delisted. Yes, it will. Probably for for the best. <laughs> But yeah, uh, congratulations to Everton. Hopefully you haven't completely screwed up our season. I, I will say, and if there's one more Arsenal point to make, this would have been a prime Jesus game, you know? And I think to a certain extent, Saka, although he's a different kind of player, but Jesus is a guy where you can have everyone just set up and then he just sort of does this and then he like he's run through three of them. And that would have been really nice to have. We don't really have that right now. We have other, like Saka is more of like, He's a different style of dribbler. He's not a guy that wants to like get in close and do a bunch of Brazilian stuff. He kind of wants to like run by people. For for you listening at home, if you don't have the video feed, Jeff said Jesus will do a little something like this, and then he made a gesture that I couldn't even see in the camera window that I had into his apartment. So I, nobody I knows like what he's talking like about. A, like a truffle. Actually, like my hips are moving a lot, but I'm surprisingly but, stable. Yeah. Apart. Yeah. He's one of those stable cams where, like, the camera, like, stays exactly where it is in midair despite the cameraman moving. Yeah. Um, yeah, so nobody knows Nobody knows what Jeff meant by that. For the Just record, imagine. I can hula perfectly below the surface here. I, I'm curious if... All right, so when you lost against us, you could, all, you could say, one, it was at Old Trafford, two, a rival, three... It could be a fluke, and then you've won all your other matches other than like a few odd draws. Yeah. But losing to Everton, does this now in the back of your brain put the tiniest crack of like this oh, whole yeah. time that you've been in, in this title race, it's been like, well, Arsenal's pretty much won everything, and that's the only reason that you can believe that this is your year to win the league. But is this like the first like is this your first like? I mean, I think there was a lot of. There's never been a point where I'm like, oh yeah, totally sure that we're winning the league. We're in first oh. place again, and it's November. 
But every week, your percentage of certainty goes up, even if it's by a fraction of a decibel. Every sure. week you win, you're like, well, if I if we win a few more weeks, eventually, mathematically, it'll be impossible to lose the league. Yeah. And does this, but does this make you afraid the next time you play West Ham that like, <laughs> all right, so if we lost to Everton. Sure. I mean, if they were the worst team in the league, according to this table last week, then yeah, like we can officially lose to anyone. And I think we have another trap game coming up here because before we get to play City, we have Brentford, who is one of the best teams on form right now. And they've um, beaten you multiple times in recent years. Yes, they have. And, you know, they're they're also like, they're just a tough team to play against in general. So like, they're good. It, it's a home game for us, but they're also a London team. So who knows? What kind of they'll probably have some pretty good support, I imagine. Here's another question about punishments and bans. How is Ivan Tony still playing and scoring goals despite us knowing that he I think made several hundred bets on the Premier League? Like shit, Pete Rose doesn't even get to play video game baseball anymore. <laughs> That's a really good question because like that came out right before I haven't heard anything about that. Did it's been a month Premier League just forgot because the World Cup? The, the, the Premier League, the Premier League is one stoned teenager who oh, is like, oh, I forgot my homework. Forgot oh, yeah. to ban Ivan Tony, man. I've been starting Facebook beef with Man City, so this <laughs> kind of got put on the back burner. I'm just making some nachos, and I got a little distracted for, by arranging all the nachos. It just took so long, I forgot to ban Ivan Tony. <laughs> I would like to point out that <laughs> accused sports gambler Ivan Tony's full name and initials are Ivan Benjamin Elijah Tony. I bet. He was always honest about who he was. <laughs> <laughs> it's right there in the name, guys. Um, and I'm not making that up. I, I wish there was someone at City whose name started with an I so I could spell out like I-C-H-E-A-T. <laughs> and it's like, wow, that's a lot of names. Must be like Brazilian or something yeah. where they've got a lot of names. You have to start with I to make that declarative sentence. Otherwise, it's like Martin Odegaard. He's like, what is he going to say? Like, me always online. Sunny, Philadelphia. <laughs> how many, Jeff, how many minutes do we have before we lose you to... Uh, Enough time to talk about Manchester United winning the game but losing the Casemiro. All right, Manchester United, Crystal Palace. Of course, there's gonna be a, there's gonna be beef. There's gonna be some some kerfuffles. Mm -hmm. uh, we we drew them on that last minute free kick insanity right before we lost to you guys, and we're playing them again already because the schedule is so bullshit because the Queen died. I'm just going to keep saying because the queen died for everything bad that happens to me. Um, so we play against uh, Palace and everyone, even the most casual of Manchester United fans, knew that Casemiro was one yellow card away from a one game. Wait, no. Yeah, that was the last one. Mm -hmm. Wait, am I confused? Dude, this is why I shouldn't... I do the podcast when I wake up, and you do it when you're, like, in your midday. Oh, no, you're right, because that, that was the last one. So this wasn't a yellow card situation, because that was a straight red that he got, wasn't it? Right, That's yeah, so, so Casemiro, Casemiro came back from Palace, misses the Arsenal match with that one-game ban, plays against Palace again, and then there's, like, we're up by a couple of goals... Or no, we weren't. Yeah, we were up by a couple goals at this point. Uh, there's like a fracas, a fracas. I don't know how you pronounce that word. Hullabaloo. There's a there's a barn burner. <laughs> there's a hoot nanny happening. There's a real uh, hoot nanny. But where it's like something where like uh, I think Anthony gets like hip checked in over the bar the barricade and the, the down by the corner flag, and so instantly it's like. A bunch of grown men rubbing their tits together as a way to show how alpha they are. Yes, a and lot then of key poses to establish dominance. And then this is this is a really interesting thing that happens from a VAR perspective. So uh, basically, they just decide to like look for some shit, which I don't think is at all how VAR is meant to work. VAR is not like a fishing opportunity for punishment, right? Like it's meant to be like. Uh, somebody thinks that was what? so. This the red card was not given until it went to VAR. Correct. There was Indian nobody, and, and also nobody in the. There's no screen in the stadium, so when there's a VAR check, 
people in the audience have no idea what the fuck it's even for. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they show one angle of slow motion. It looks like Casemiro, a lovable, angelic, cherubic Casemiro, who has never been sent off in his top five league professional history. And was most definitely due for it, but go on. I don't I don't know if I'll agree with you on that. I think he's perfect. He's like my son. Um, but it, it does, it does in in this very in this like, I don't know, 20 frames that are spread out over a 30-second slow-mo playback. It looks like he's choking uh what's his face? The only uh Will Hughes. Yeah. Uh who I can't tell if he's just really blonde. Were you gonna say the only blonde I, on the team? No, I mean, but he's so blonde that like you you look at the replay and like there's there's Will Will Hughes is almost like a highlighter on a on a, in an essay. Will Hughes on fire, his hair's on fire. <laughs> Will it's Hughes white looks hot like and terrifying. Will Hughes looks like Goku after going Super Saiyan level two, <laughs> but tiny and ineffectual. Um, mm. But but yeah, it looks bad. And so Casemiro gets red carded, and it changes the entire dynamic of the match. Suddenly, Palace are fighting their way back in, and they score a goal. Uh, I can't remember who scored it, but it was oh, well, Jeffrey Schlupp, who is the guy who pushed Anthony over the barrier, who I think he should have been sent off. Okay, You would have expected at least a token yellow. Like, if we're going to go back in time and start looking for infractions, it was clearly kind of bad. Like, yeah, Anthony although he didn't have... go over the barrier, you're making that up. He just went very far out of bounds. It was, it was a, he was not, the ball had already been played, and it was like a very yeah. physical challenge when yes. the ball had already been played. It should be penalized. But then there's a few things that happen. If you watch that whole scuffle, you see, I think it's like Andre Ayu or Jordan Ayu. I can't remember which Ayu plays for Palace. It's one of the Ayus. Uh, he just like Jordan. decks Fred in the face, like a full blow is is delivered nothing it's like very selective Mm -hmm. who has been punished here and then also you get other angles from fans who were there like 10 feet away yeah and you see it at full time and from the other angles you see uh casemiro's black gloves against uh will hughes's collar holding his collar the way my hands are holding my shirt right now i'm sorry if you're audio only i'm sorry pay for the twitch I'll paint, I'll paint a picture like Pat Summerall. Skyler's grabbing his collar like a prisoner grabbing the bars, right. lifting it up. Which which definitely would normally get maybe a yellow, maybe a warning, but everyone was kind of doing the same yeah. thing. It was a scuffle, but he never grabbed his actual throat. He never put his hands around his throat at all. If you mm. it, like it's he's grabbing the shirt collar, and I think grabbing a shirt collar is not a red card. If it was, there'd be five red cards, six red cards every Premier League match. Every time there's a corner kick player is doing that. So, like, I do think if fact- he wasn't he because he was wearing gloves, and I think that it makes it hard to tell what exactly is going on. If he if he had not been such a cold boy, I think he might have gotten away, or I don't know, he wouldn't maybe not gotten away with it is the right word, but maybe he wouldn't have been red carded. But, but the angle I sent you, I remember you texted me. At first, you were like, bad boy, bad boy, Casemiro, what you're going to do? Then yes. you you had said, I think my opinion is changing a little bit based on that angle, as it should, because it's, the problem with VAR is that they chose one weird angle, and in slow-mo, it looks bad. In normal-mo, yeah. it looks fine. And then even... If he had been choking him, you know Will Hughes would have reacted. Every player that gets choked falls to the ground or yeah. embellishes it to make sure it gets seen. They're hugging like two seconds later. It, like there's, it, it was really yeah. like grabbing a shirt, moving him out of the way, almost as like a an enforcer in hockey being like, get the fuck away from my guy. I'm less sure of that than you. But I, I get what I, you're saying. I am the fairest it, fucking United <laughs> fan. I am always the first one to cast the stone at my own team when something is like, oh no, that's a red card. Like you are certainly I, I like you, are, you are biased and self-loathing, which usually cancels out, but it's not a perfect system. I'm I'm the fairest in the land, mirror, mirror, Jeff. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so he's out for three matches, and the club is not going to appeal. I think because Ten Hag is just the most pragmatic person that's run this club ever. So 
we're missing Casemiro for Leeds, Leeds, and a third match that I can't remember. That's another team that hopefully we can beat without him. But like, fuck. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if you watched our match against Palace. I'm guessing not because it's not. How did Lakonga do? Any Lakonga moments? Sammy Lakonga on loan from Arsenal. Palace? I don't even remember his name. He did come somewhere. on, but not very much. I don't. Probably not a whole lot. I think I was so beside myself about the Casemiro thing because I know we suck without him. And I was like, oh, God. Like, every little thing that goes wrong could be the reason we don't get Champions League at this okay. point. I'm about to give you the last word so that I can go pick up All right, children. club for sale. Apparently, a, a bid for Manchester United is imminent, and that is news. Ooh, <laughs> I didn't know that. This is this is very imminent news. But they, But a bid may be imminent. Possibly in the next week. Perhaps, perchance, maybe. That's a journalist saying, I can imagine a world where this thing happens, but I have no facts. I've noticed that in soccer journalism, as long as you put a question mark in the, like, headline, those that's what those are called, then you're allowed to say whatever you want. Like, Is Manchester City a bunch of baby fuckers? <laughs> yeah. No, they're not. Like, the article in media is like, no, they're not. But it begs the question, and we should be asking these questions. <laughs> yeah. They, I've, I've also heard someone said, like, for media literacy, if you ever see a question mark in the headline... Answer article, is no. The answer is no. The answer Otherwise, is. if the answer is yes, they would just state it as fact. Which makes me want to write a, a headline that says, Manchester City staying in the league, you know? Greta Thunberg, emotional vampire? And then, like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, she would have... An emotional vampire would have such a, like reason to protect the planet because they're going to be here thousands of years and like for us whatever i'm going to spray a can of aerosol hairspray from the 80s when it still had the good stuff in it right out the window right now also she's telling you she's telling you that the planet's going to end if we don't do anything and everyone's getting all sad about it she's like yes yes precious emotions Mm, man double whammy for an emotional vampire that explains al gore too But I really like Greta Thunberg, what she's doing. I She was just a random name. I have no agenda against her. I'm I... like the baby fuckers at Manchester City. <laughs> Question? <laughs> uh, um, all right, do you got to run? I have to run. All right, bud. Uh, thanks for jumping on. And uh, let's hope they get to the bottom of this uh, baby fuck gate at, uh, at Manchester City's grounds. I hope that all these children are freed. <laughs> Me too. Meet the soccer.